get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. But I ain't spending any time on it. Well, g'day and welcome to our patrons. Uh, we are doing what we call an overflow episode, but uh, really, it's not. We're calling them uh, premium episodes now. I think we're going to drop yeah, the overflow title. It's really it's premium just, episode because you're paying for it. We're calling it premium. It is premium. Joel gets nude, which is very, very disturbing. Um, I put clothes on. Because I can actually, yes, you have put clothes on today. Thank you for that. Well, not when I was writing, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. No, so see really what I have to deal with here, patrons. See what I have to deal with. But, yes, we call this the premium show now. I think that's probably a better way because it's not really the stuff that didn't make the program. It, it's just stuff that's arising that we want to talk to you about. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and our first um, – our first uh, subject is the Wyambler attack um, because uh, the QPR, yes, the Queensland Police Service, had a, had a, had a change of heart. I mean, uh, uh, about 10 days after the, uh, uh, after the, the Wyambler attack, the neighbour, 51-year-old neighbour was shot dead and two police officers were shot dead. Uh, <coughs> QPS came forward. In fact, the same, very same person, Police Deputy Commissioner Tracy Linford, came forward and said it was not a domestic terrorist event. And then last week, uh, <laughs> Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner Tracy Linford came forward and said that it was, in fact, yeah. a domestic terrorist event. Um, so this is sort of what um, you know I wrote about it at the time, and in fact, three days afterwards, uh, and called it that. Opposition leader, who's a former member of the QPS, he'd actually used that term as well. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, Linford initially just wouldn't have it. And I think there's a bit of an issue around that, Joel, because um, we, seem not, we seem to be averse to deal with the threat. You know, we don't want our, our police and our authorities, governments, etc., don't want to accept the argument about the old, you know, blood on the waddle you know, serious schisms in, in our society and people uh, who, who, wanted, who want to uh, um, uh, make their case violently. Uh, yeah, well, especially when they look country, like us. But the police won't have you believe it. Yeah, it's tricky when, like, you know, they're, like, you know, good Aussie school teachers that dress up as Santa and smile in photos. You know, it's, it's much harder to demonise them than our uh, lovely Muslim cousins who were a really great target for a long time. But the interesting thing about this one is they have declared it a terrorist, like active domestic terrorism. But while we've gone on and on about Muslim extremism for many, many years, the idea of religious fundamentalism and extremism should be fairly normal. Now the Christians are at it. And it's not just Christianity, but it's a sort of weird belief system known as premillennialism, which is something I haven't heard of until now. Just... Yeah, Not we'll right. go through. We'll go through that. But on a presser on Thursday, uh, Deputy Commissioner Tracy Linford, who said this wasn't a domestic terrorist event in December, uh, in, in February, on basically the seventeenth, sixteenth of February, came forward and uh, and said that it was. And yeah. she, to be fair, that was that this was the subject of an investigation. Exactly. They went. They looked into it, and they, you know. 
they changed their their mind based on information. This is something that the Americans will politically call flip-flopping and I will call informed decision-making. Yeah. It's not an issue. It's, it, it's, it's not – yeah, I'm not suggesting that um, – that, uh, uh, that you know, there's a, some sort of flip for any sort of political reason. What, what I'm saying is that they need to deal with these things at the time. Um, and yes, obviously, there'll be uh, circumstances that arise from from uh, from the investigation. But yeah, go through what she actually. Uh, <coughs> well, if you well, I can do it. Um, but but basically, what Linford said. Uh, and the presser on on Thursday is we now and we have now had the opportunity to go through many many documents, one of these being a diary that Stacey Train maintained. We have we've had an opportunity to go through all the phone messages, uh, <coughs> and texts, emails, the social media posting. I can tell you our investigators at this point in time have taken over 190 statements or recorded interviews. We've gone through body-worn camera footage and also CCTV. That analysis has provided a significant information and understanding about what drove the motivation of the train family members on that day, and our system has concluded that Nathaniel, Gareth and Stacey train acted as an autonomous cell and mm-hmm. executed a religiously motivated attack. Yeah, she, terrorist attack. Yeah, a ter- motivated terrorist attack, yes. They're I, the key I, words, though. That's right. So when, when she was asked about this, uh, Deputy Commissioner Linford said she was not an expert on um, uh, on these matters, but she, uh, she, dis- she, decided, she described it as being part of a Christian sect with its foundations in pre-millennialism. And, and pre-millennialism, as, as I wrote on Friday, is actually not a dangerous ideology. It's a strange one for many yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I know, didn't get any red flags from it as such, but I no. mean, look. If well, Seventh-day are- Seventh Adventists are pre-millennialists. And, and so just to explain what it is, it, 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 it basically a branch of Protestantism that – that that has that considers that Jesus will return to Earth in physical form, and cites a literal sort of interpretation of uh, elements of the Book of Revelations to say that once he gets here, everything will be sweet for the next thousand years. But there'll be a fair amount of uproar before he arrives. Yes, he'll uh, other he'll be killing the other sure. denominations believe that the return of Christ is sort of metaphorical. Um, and uh, but some but but uh, but the pre-millennialists and I say Seventh Day Adventists are part of that and a Baptist, very gentle people, yeah. uh, as a rule, generally speaking. Um, yeah. So she she also used the term Christian extremist ideology, and and it's it's better to stick with that rather than a movement's roots in Protestantism. The trains had much in common with Al Qaeda in terms of the psyche yeah. and, and Islamic state adherence, you know, fundamentalist and nihilistic view of the world. Yeah, and, you know, a decision that, uh, you know, violence is the answer to these things, which is a, a problematic one. But I mean, essentially, what does this mean practically? What does this sort of declaration yeah, mean? Yeah, declaration in, of domestic like, terrorism. Know, Not a lot because they're saying autonomous cell. 
no, they believe no one else in Australia is um, uh, is involved. They believe that there were some connections yeah. with the United States and Pastor Don yeah, and so forth. Fucking asshole. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't necessarily trigger counterterrorism laws, federal and state. Um, uh, you know, there's no announcement that various groups, pre-millennialists or whatever. They're not kicking are, down the doors now, of Seventh-day yeah, Adventist now, churches and, and things. Now, you know, um, prescribed terrorist organisations, of course, that would be silly. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's kind but, of what they did in Lakemba, you know, send send bloody, you know, agents into mosques and ask impressionable kids, hey, uh, how cool is blowing shit up? What do you reckon, bro? And just see what they respond with. Well, you know? I'm not sure that that was the case. There was a nah. sort of seething, ma- seething mass of, uh, 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 of, of uh, uh, certainly among some elements of the community, sort of nihilistic, um, extremist is, is, is Muslim ideology that was leading young people to pondering doing terrible things. Yeah. And, and it was based was on the Iraq, the experience of the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War and so forth, you know. Yeah. It was on the shoulders of some pretty severe events and people might be able to, you know, draw bows with the pandemic and say it's a similar level of gravitas, but it doesn't. The thing with the pandemic is they created it to be a traumatic event. A lot of the people who whinge and piss and moan about lockdowns and vaccines and all this sort of stuff are not directly impacted by it. They rely on this idea that, oh, my friend had to close his cafe. You don't have friends, champ. Stop it. Stop lying. But they're trained to have to have some kind of trauma. And every now and then someone will be like, oh, how the last couple of years been for you, mate? Like at the shops. I went to this shop, I won't say where. Like, oh, how have you been with COVID? Is it really? And I'm like, I'm fine. And they're like, oh. And it's like, oh, because you hang out with people who are – like sort of like, you know, making this really weird confected trauma about it. But if that trauma goes far enough, Mm. then, yeah, you've got nothing to live for and then shit like this happens. So I can see how this, I think that should be investigated as a a trigger for nihilistic behaviour that turns into violence as a result of having nothing left, no hope and just no life left. What's significant about the announcement is that this is the first time a, a violent incident has been described as a domestic terrorist incident driven by Christianity. yeah. That's yeah. really significant. It's you a know, turning point. It, yeah. it, it is really significant. Uh, and it will put on notice groups and individuals who espouse similar rhetoric. Well, you know, yeah. So it means while there's been no particular trigger on counterterrorism laws from as a result of the announcement, it means state and federal counterterrorism um, forces, analysts, so the data analysts, uh, those sorts of people, they will be way more active. Yeah. Than, the, than, than they on have notice. Been. Yeah. So so the, so you know so if you are in this, these sorts of echo chambers that constantly ideate violence, overthrow of go- elected governments, all this sort of stuff, you can expect to be at least monitored. Yeah. And but the problem is the problem is the trains, as we know, were kind of as described by uh, uh, Linford as as an autonomous cell, but really the best way to think of that is his lone wolf, and that is the real the, the toughest form of terrorism to to prevent. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, it is tricky because they don't really tend to be going around mouthing off about their plans. But it is good that a lot of people in the freedom movement do mouth off about their plans. People like you know Guru, who we'll discuss later, cannot. Yeah help 
fun yeah. to blather on about things. Um, there's a few examples I won't mention here, but I'm thinking of them just because it's a hassle to deal with. But just people with big mouths who put everything on the table and then you have like, you know, how can you be surprised if law enforcement turn up when you're there loudly saying that you're planning to do things that are generally seen as problematic? Oh, but oh, but a couple have been investigated. Yeah, absolutely. You said publicly you were going to cause shit. And I think, and I think some people take the view that if they're actually talking about these things, you know, ideating violence on on lives, that then they're really not a threat. But the problem is, perhaps, and perhaps it isn't for someone like Guru. I, I don't know. I'm not really in a position to, you know, determine or make a risk assessment around Graham. No. But you've got other people listening to him. They're we, the problems. They're the ones sitting there seething, and yep. and they're just basically just listening in this echo chamber to violent, violent ideation. Yeah. By the yeah. way, Joel, and you would know this, there was a suspicious package yes. uh, found House. in the Federal Parliament on Friday, uh, and um, and I don't know the circumstances of this, but it did require um, uh, a large section of that building to be closed down for a period of time and people escorted or asked to leave the, the Parliament when it was yep. working at the time. Um, and, um, yeah, um, look... I don't know the source of that. I don't we know don't who know the put source, that yes. there. Whether it was really a, um, uh, just a, a, the security, the parliament security being being active about something that wasn't really a threat, or really, you know, it would not stretch the realms of credibility to see um, our parliaments basically subject to these kinds of threats. Totally. And, of course, in these situations, not every time is someone arrested. They can kind of get away with these things if they, you know, call in bomb threats and just cause this sort of like paper terrorism style thing. They can, generally speaking, get away with it. But I don't know how long that's going to last for because this is the sort of stuff that, you know, society can't tolerate. And I've been saying this for ages. On the Condition Release Program, this has been we're, – we're quite carceral or carceral, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Tom Tanneke makes his sort of point saying we shouldn't be giving the intelligence agencies all, all these sort of powers to then get get into our underwear drawer and stuff like that. But the freedom movement has this way of making that that it just feels, or at least I, I think we both agree with this, that there's no other option, which is fucking sad because i'm not sitting here you know shilling for the erosion of our civil liberties but at the same time they haven't taken the threats from the freedom movement seriously and they need to start doing that in some way shape or form because otherwise they're just going to run rings around us i I think why amber changed all that i I honestly do and and the threat is the threat is directed at police so the threat is directed at law enforcement that will get you know your state uh, and federal police forces going what the fuck um, Cops don't like being threatened. They don't mind if they threaten you, but they don't like being threatened. They're going to they're going to become a lot more active. I mean, you know, we, we, that's probably a bit mercenary to suggest, but 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 under, yeah. understand that the threat of, of, of the posed by the trains and others in our community right now uh, who who may be sort of um, you know reaching reaching for their weapons yeah. is you know the 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 main threat will come uh, to to police. Yeah. Yeah, um, and like you and know, it's the same with the sovereign citizen movement in the United States. Absolutely, and they've that's played out exactly the way we, we'd expect. You know, so, with so what shootings. we said was a domestic terrorist event back in December is now a domestic terrorist event. Um, yes, it's been subject to a longer investigation with sifting through materials that we have no, uh, no we've got no, um, 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 you know. <laughs> 
uh, we, we can't we can't put hands on ourselves. But it feels very extensive, though. It seems like they've oh, really it, it, it has to this. be. It has to be. And we'll get on to there'll be a coronial inquest. Um, the date yet to be fixed, um, and and that will uncover a bit more. Um, yeah, but that you know that's not for some time. Well, um, but yeah. but basically on what we analysed, the data that we analysed at the time, two to three days after the shooting, we basically were very clear that it was a domestic terrorist event. You know, there were things that we didn't know that we subsequently learned about the firearms and the New South Wales knowledge of that, New South Wales police knowledge of that, uh, and why those four police officers actually entered the premise, you know, the, the premises of the train residence. Uh, and, and one of those reasons put forward to us was a, was a welfare check initially. Yeah. And it was kind of a welfare check, but it was a follow-up on firearms. And, and again, you and think, why are you, you know, they, they still don't know where the, where a lot of these firearms came from, by the way, they call yeah. them, they call them grey, um, grey, uh, grey market. Um, they're, they're guns that have survived, um, the, uh, the gun buyback. Um, yeah. and not been handed in. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of them were unlicensed, but yep. we do know that uh, Nathaniel uh, had left a firearm on the Queensland-New South Wales border. Sure did. That, that sounded like a fucking wild ride. That was enough, in my view, to, for, for Queensland police. And this is something that they're averse to, to talking about, QPS are averse to talking about. Why do those four coppers go in there? And, uh, when really it made me a half an hour... Check, and I'm not blaming those four young cops, but I'm blaming the cops at command level to yeah. do the checks to say, okay, it's safe to go, or no, it's not safe to go. We are going to go, we are going to go with a tactical response. Yeah, that's it, or at least some degree of caution. They just walk straight in there. Cookers were emphasizing the fact they jumped a fence to get in, and I mean, realistically, in a situation like that, out in rural areas. I imagine jumping a, a fence isn't exactly a big deal, but...